Welcome to the Modern Woodworkers Association, a podcast about woodworking from folk who woodwork. Woodworking is what we do, who we are, and what we like to talk about. So join us as we have a drink, sit around, and talk woodworking. Hello and welcome to the 114th edition of the Modern Woodworkers Association podcast, a conversation between woodworkers. I'm Sean Wisniewski of the Corner Workshop, and with me is my co-host, Diami Plotki of the Penultimate Woodshop. And today's topic is dream projects. Mm. What's your dream project? Dream, sleep. Dream, sleep. It's, it's late. I'm tired. <laughs> uh, you want to um, just write into it? What is my dream project, Sean? Well, let me tell project. you. You do a lot of things with Timber Strand. So I, I do. And <laughs> believe it or not, okay, uh, let me, I'm going to back into this. So <laughs> um, the cop-out lame answer that is true for, I think, all of us is my dream outside of a project is to make projects all the time. But moving past okay, that, that yeah, to put it tangibly on a specific project, um, I'm not going to say it's the Maloof rocker that is sitting in cardboard boxes in the lumber rack because while it's been sitting here for a year, year and a half, I don't know. When did the guild make the rocker? That's when I bought the wood and I had every intention of building long and didn't. Um, it's been yeah a while. That is, in terms of my aesthetic and something I want to make, really high up there. And I can't wait to do it. And it's going to be a challenge and it's going to be interesting. It's going to be rewarding. Um, and I'm going to make mistakes and learn from it, but I don't doubt my ability to make it. Um, my dream project right now, which isn't like, I don't want to even call it a bucket project because it's not like, oh my gosh, I'll be done. This will be the ultimate when I'm finished with this. This is going to be fine. But in terms of what I have now, what I have in front of me that I want to make, that I have plans to make, my dream project is the arcade cabinet I'm going to make for myself, for my children. Ah, yes. And I have, I have alluded to it. like the worst, you know, kind of thing you can, you could almost crack that out in a weekend. Uh, <laughs> I mean, oh, Sean, except for the type that you make, Jason Howell. You know, no. Wait, so you already have experience making one? Yes. Cheater. Okay, let, let me let You've me elaborate. Made your dream project. You just okay. haven't given it to the person you want to give it to. Hold on, hold on, hold on. No, 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 no. <laughs> in that. In that, okay. First of all, I'm very proud of Jason, the one I made for Jason, and I have, As you should be. I've seen some very cool arcades, both floor standing and bar top, and I've never seen one made the way mine is out of actual real wood, uh, all laminated together. In terms of the joinery, there's nothing fancy about it, but it's made of walnut and maple. I'm sorry, Shannon, but that's what I made it out of, um, and I'm lying to both the listener and to Shannon, it's made of walnut and purple heart. <laughs> um, and it's not made out of walnut. Jesus, it's late, Sean. It's made out of maple and purple heart. It's Bold been a, and purple. Wow. I remember when Maple like. and purple heart. And I'll be the first to admit that as the, as the purple heart ages, it's not going to contrast as much, blah, blah, blah. But I was short on maple. And the purple heart was the perfect contrasting wood, and it added a couple of racing stripes down the middle of it. And for an arcade, I thought it worked. Anyway, um, I was very excited by that arcade, and it was a fun build. However, 
the arcade that I'm talking about, other than that it has a screen and controls, will share nothing with the arcade I've already made. Okay. Okay, so my plan is to initially construct it of clay and make a scale model because I want to make sure that the proportions work and the shape works. Then, the ultimate arcade will be a bar top style arcade, so it won't be a floor standing model. And it will be either a perfect sphere or an egg shape. Okay, with with a, a flat monitor kind of set into one side. So we'll kind of scoop some out to leave a flat recess for the monitor and we'll scoop some out to leave a flat recess for the control panels kind of cut into this otherwise spherical or egg shaped unit. And the general construction will be out of resin impregnated timber strand in a color yet to be determined. And that resin-impregnated timber strand will be stack-laminated to form the shape. And then it's all going to have to be shaped. And because, A, I don't have a lathe, but even if I did, it's going to be, I think, too big to turn on the lathe. Unless I got some monstrous thing and, like, you know, spun it on the side of a tractor wheel or something. Um, It's going to have to be shaped by hand. I realize I lay this by hand, but it's going to have to be shaped by hand with with grinders, essentially. And I think what I'll have to do is make a template of the curve, again, be it round or egg-shaped, I'm not sure yet, and kind of make a template and bring that around and, and shape and, and tweak it. And that's why I want it to be resin-impregnated because with a resin-impregnated timber strand, I can dye the color straight through and not just on the surface. So as I shape it, it will maintain its color. Um, and it's, it's solidity because as, as timber strand is done without resin impregnation, it's got like holes and gaps. And what I'm finding is you need to fill it with epoxy. So anyway, um, so that's what it'll be. And it'll all be rounded and sculpted. So I'll have this bar top unit that will be spherical in nature. Um, and then because I'm not content with just a bar top unit, it's going to go on a stand a la a, a traditional Krenov cabinet on stand. But because the cabinet will be this round, spherical, egg-shaped oh. arcade cabinet, the legs, I haven't wrapped my head around what the legs will be. It's my intention to make the cabinet and in the Krenovian style, let the cabinet dictate what the legs are rather than what let the wood dictate what it wants to be. Um, so I'm thinking kind of... Um, Folks who are in the I Like to Make Stuff Facebook group, I'm sure we'll see Rebecca DeGroote. Um, she's a teacher of some sort, and she does lots of sculpting in these like spider-shaped things. Really neat, intense, small figurine. She's a phenomenal, phenomenal uh, woodworker in this in this style she does. Um, and I'm thinking maybe like the spider-type legs that she does or some sort of sculpting and flair to the legs. I haven't wrapped my head around what the legs are going to be, but I think this is a an incredibly labor-intensive process of the resin impregnation, the stack lamination, the shaping, and then, God forbid, I have to wire an arcade, which I've not learned to do yet. Um, so it's going to be a major undertaking to make this thing. And I suspect that sometime during that process or when it's done, 
I will arrive upon what the leg should be. And it's going to be, again, it's a, it's my take on a traditional cabinet on stand, but the cabinet will be this spherical egg-shaped arcade colored timber strand cabinet. And I'm not sure what the legs will be, but I, they'll either be juxtaposed of very traditional wooden legs. But even, even in that case, while I like the juxtaposition of a traditional wooden leg versus the dyed timber strand top, I don't, I can't wrap my head around the legs being square. They need to be curved and sculpted and shaped. So I'm not sure what the legs will be, but that's, that is my, currently my ultimate project is doing that, um, that bar top arcade slash cabinet on stand project. And while I think that technically it will be challenging, none of it is impossible and it's all stuff that is an incremental uh, advancement of techniques that I've already used in one form or another. So I think I can make it. I just am not sure when I will have the time to make it because every step in the process is very labor intensive. So that that's my project, Sean. <laughs> so while uh, I think mine fits the I, I maybe the some of the thinking of what everyone list much like a Kernovian anything mm-hmm. um, mine is a little simpler than yours because uh, mine's along the make a bedroom set ah. ilk um, in my uh, married life I've never had a header footboard let alone a new dresser and so first on that list is a relatively simple chest of drawers Okay. Uh, you know, something, you know, I don't know how many drawers or how many, whatever, but um, done by hand, though, because I, I like to do that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a, it's a daunting task to get into, um, if not only for the sheer cost of it mm-hmm. from a homeowner, hobbyist side of things. I would not go in into a store necessarily and buy a $500 dresser, but looking at the cost of lumber to build what I want to build, it's almost that much, if not more. Oh, I would think it's more. Yeah. Lumber is, it's, is expensive. Yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot. It's a couple hundred board feet to make a decent chest of drawers. Now, would you make it entirely out of hardwood? And, and I don't mean to suggest this as a cost-saving alternate because quality plywood is expensive also. But mm-hmm. would you make it entirely out of natural wood or would you use uh, plywood and other man-made things as some of your panels and, and whatnot? If plywood is thin plywood, like you know, little half-inch, quarter-inch stuff, um, the idea is a dovetailed carcass. Oh, Wow chest of drawers so wow yeah (laughs) it's um there's a reason why i haven't even really begun it is because i mean and it's not impossible it's not even it's not it's not actually that hard to do i mean it's it's very be a project but just at its forefront that I, I'm I'm hesitant to even begin. Um, but, yeah. Well, 
let me let me ask you this. You're mm. talking about it being ultimately an entire set. Well, yeah, that would be the beginning. So we're talking about one or more chests of drawers. I would think you're going to go probably at least two if mm. you both have things to put in them. Um, yeah, maybe a high one and a low one. Okay. You've got the bed and nightstands, yes? Yeah. So style thing. Do I want to do like a simple shaker style well, nightstand? I'm I'm thinking that regardless of the style, aren't the nightstands the natural entry into that project <laughs> because they're the most they're the easiest to to produce? Yeah. That that is quite logical. I mean you, I've thought about those too. And I almost could, did make one of those a couple years ago. I I have a shaker style end table slash nightstand that I made for my wife for Mother's Day many years ago. It was the, it was, I think it was the first guild build that I built along. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's made out of tiger maple. It's, it's, it's beautiful. I finally, I finished it like the day before Mother's Day and then it sat up, I gave it to her and it sat up in the attic unfinished, like constructed, but no finish on it for like three years. And then I finally put finish on it. Oh now it's, it's in the living room and it's got plants on it. It's, it's a very nice piece. Um, and ultimately, it is—it's an educational piece, but not terribly challenging to build. Um, so you could certainly use something like that that is fairly easy and relatively low in terms of board foot and expense to buy the lumber to get this whole thing started, and just use the same type of lumber you use on the chest of drawers. Or yeah. if you really want to get into it. There's no reason why a nightstand needs to have legs. A nightstand could be a full carcass down to the floor with multiple drawers or you know a slot for books or whatever you want underneath it. Um, at least in my own room, the reason it's not in the nightstand is because I couldn't give up that space underneath it. I need a nightstand that holds more, not less. Um, so you could even make your nightstands miniature versions of the chest on drawers, a chest of drawers you plan to make. Mm-hmm. Um, that would make them more complicated, but it would prepare you for the construction of the chest of drawers and even more complicated than a, than a shaker nightstand, they'd still be easier than the chest of drawers. So still, you know, a nice way to ease into the project. Very true. Um, that is sage advice, actually. Well, because when I think about that project, and I think this is probably true of mine also, but in a different way, is that when you're talking about an entire set, and I let me just sidetrack for a second. I think that is incredibly admirable. Um, mm-hmm. Certainly, a goal of any woodworker, mine as much as anybody's, is to make everything in the house. So, to make the entire set of your bedroom is fantastic. Um, but to make a bed and two nightstands and two chests of drawers all in, at least on a basic term, the same style, so they all match. Mm-hmm. ultimately it's tedious it is pretty tedious and you know that the tedium isn't isn't the stumbling block I, well starting as the stumbling block but um yeah maybe maybe a nightstand hmm. yeah because right now i don't you know i don't even have a nightstand oh my goodness everyone needs a nightstand would you stack your magazines i don't have a magazine i don't read in bed <gasps> I don't. I don't actually read in bed either, but that's still where I stock my magazines. <laughs> <laughs> no, my uh, actually most of my magazines are down here. I just file them away. I read them at the kitchen table, and then See, I they get filed. 
I'm a terrible parent. I actually have a Lego Ghostbusters set that I got for Father's Day two years ago, unassembled in the box on my nightstand. Which which set is it? The is it Ecto One or yeah. is it the? Oh, gotta make it. I don't have that one. I should. I do need to make it. Um, I, but we digress. I, yeah, um, digress. I think the. Anyway. Uh, not you know, I don't mean to tell you how to make your ultimate project, but I think that the nightstand is certainly the the way to ease into it mm-hmm. from both a um, a volume of work standpoint and from a cost standpoint. It's the project of all the things you've talked about. It's the one that le- needs the least wood, except maybe the bed, depending on how you make the bed. You could use a lot of secondary wood in the bed, depending on how it is. Yeah, the bed, and we're we're talking about getting a new new mattress and all this other stuff, so... You know, I've toyed around with just a platform bed to get rid of the box spring and just make it whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and how that would work, and I, I don't know that 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 would be almost easier to do. Um, but again, yeah, like we we've never had a headboard, and that's just a it's a nice thing. It makes it more of a, a mattress in the room. Um, but that's a I don't know. I should probably discuss that with my wife and see what she like. <laughs> I will say that uh, some of those projects it is very important to discuss with your wife. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, it, I mean, I don't know if I've ever mentioned to her that I was I was thinking about it, but it's been on my you know on my list for quite a while. And it was it was originally it was a hey I could do an end table for the living room. Uh, and then, you know, and I've made and I, like the computers are setting on the, the table I made for my boys and it's just poplar and mm-hmm. really basic. I think I made it in a weekend. Um, and, and yeah, and then, it, yeah, it's, it's style and, and look. And I, right now, honestly, in my bedroom where, where I put the TV remote because we have TV in the bedroom, um, is an old crappy coffee table. Mm-hmm. That's just set against the wall. No, and it's I, away from the bed. I absolutely I mean, understand. I, I, I have to reach surface that stuff gets laid on in my uh, in my bedroom. But yeah, so that's that's uh, that's up there. I've well, got a. Uh, we're, we're trying to keep this uh, this episode uh, brief because of yes. other commitments we both have, unfortunately. Um, but let Sleep. me just ask you one more question about it before we wrap this up. Is go ahead. I think that I've. I don't know what you would call the style of what I want to make, but I've tried to describe it as best that I have it pictured in my head. What style of uh, piece are you thinking about in terms of this set? Um, I'm, I am not, if I lack in any knowledge, it is styles. Um, I, I, I have a, a, a rough image of something I've read or an article in a magazine of at some point of, of a chest of drawers. And mm. it was a dovetail chest of drawers. I'm going to guess it was in popular woodworking at some point mm. in the recent. Um, but so if you. Yeah, I mean, it, it would it would be a, a, not a frame and panel carcass. It would be solid wood sides. I'm it's th- like a giant blanket chest. It's like a giant blanket chest. And that's funny because the blanket chest I see leaning on the wall over there unassembled is a frame and panel blanket chest. <laughs> 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 so yes and no. Yeah, but yeah, essentially it, it's a, uh, you know, the, the dovetailed carcass. Um, 
and then the skirting in the top is you know debatable i don't i don't know not i mean but i don't know what style that is um would would it be heresy if i recommended a router jig for you to make all those dovetails um no not heresy <laughs> i i don't have a router worthy of running the bit that would do you have a router with a half inch collet or a header? Does the pony have a or what the hell is that? Called? Yeah, Colt. The little no, the Colt only an eighth router. inch. It's a, yeah, it's I don't trimmer. think that has a half inch collet. I think it's a quarter inch. Okay. <laughs> See, I don't want to. You know what I've described is a very labor intensive project, and as have you, especially doing it by hand. Yes. So yes. I don't want to. And those are the labors, right? Those are your yeah. dreams. Those are you know the, those are the things that you can't knock out in a weekend or a week. Yeah, it's going to take time. Uh, to say that, I think my dad has an Akita uh, dovetail jack, which is supposed to be one of the fancy dancy. Yeah, I've I've heard they don't make them anymore, but I've heard wonderful things no, about yeah. them. Uh, it was like whatever. Oh. I don't know that he's ever used it, but I think he got one. What I will just say is that I have the the Keller, and mm-hmm. it's a very different dovetail jig for most of them in that it's just a single piece on a center board. But one of the advantages is you can slide it along a board and essentially do infinite length lengths of dovetails. Um, so if, uh, if you need to dovetail these really long panels, I'm sure we could do it with my jig in about an hour rather than a week or a month. Oh, you are being <laughs> generous. <laughs> Although that's a thing, I think once I got in the groove, but that's a thing like where you you like you put the two sides together and you're cutting both sides at the same time. Mm-hmm. I, so I yeah, no, no, you doing something like that. You'd absolutely, I would think you'd want to gang them all and do the backs first to get into the groove and then do the fronts. And there's by the time you're done, it is it's much more efficient than if you just did a, you know a drawer worth of dovetails and extrapolate the speed. Um, right. Still, um, I don't know. The, t- to each his own, and for a lot of people, the you know, why would you bother to uh, resin cast hundreds of small pieces of timber strand and just glue them together into a block to grind them away? So it's I, I understand that we're each approaching this differently, and it it doesn't really matter. You make it however you want to make it. Um, but I can't help but look at that and say that's that's a lot of time doing the same thing. That's like mowing the lawn. Well, yeah. It, to each their own. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> if you want to get out there every single week and have to mow it again, you go for yours. I like projects that are done. Yeah, true. True, true. Um, but you well, know what? Right. We we don't do this often, but I think with this episode, I'd like to ask for some listener feedback. Absolutely. And you can go to themodernwoodworkersassociation.com. While you're there, check out the fancy, shiny new website. And uh, this is episode 114. Yes, sir. Which, uh, if you go quickly, will be the most recent episode. And if not, just click on podcasts and you'll find it. They're all there. And uh, just leave us some comments about what is your ultimate project. And I think we've made it clear. It's, we're not think, talking about, you know, like bucket list, like, oh, I need to finish this before I die. But in terms of the stuff that you have in front of you, that you want to make that within practical means you can make 
bar the time or the money or something that means you're not making it right now. Um, mm-hmm. What is what's out there that you want to make? Uh, I'd love to hear from from listeners about what their desired projects are. Here, here. Um, so uh, I, I welcome audience participation <laughs> at any at any event. I don't want to read through a thousand emails. Maybe <laughs> I welcome participation. I, I I don't fear we'll have. A, if, frankly, if we get a thousand emails on that, I'll be <laughs> uh, I'm done. I'll retire. We'll shut this whole thing down. We'll be finished. Challenge um, <laughs> accepted, audience. <laughs> Challenge gauntlet thrown. <laughs> Prove me wrong. Prove uh, Diami wrong. <laughs> All right. Well, that just about wraps us up for this show. If you're missing us already, you can subscribe to the show on iTunes or Google Play Music. Just search for the Modern Woodworkers Association there. Once you're subscribed, you'll be sure to never miss another exciting episode. While you're there, please leave us a review. And thank you for listening to the Modern Woodworkers Association. If you like the show, be sure to visit themodernwoodworkersassociation.com. You can follow the MWA on Twitter at MWA underscore national. It's a good place to follow. I tend to, I tend to share a lot there. I do a lot of retweeting from that account um, of woodworking things that I think are worthwhile. And uh, if you want to interact with me there, that's uh, I will certainly interact with you. And Sean, I would encourage you to take hold of the account also. Um, <laughs> but you could like the MWA on Facebook or circle Modern Woodworkers Association on Google+. And the best thing you can do is to tell a friend. Word of mouth goes a long way in sharing our discussion. And I, we brushed over it real quick, but fortnightly beer choices. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Fortnightly can't beer forget choices. that. No, we can't. Um, and uh, if you follow me on Untapped. And uh, who doesn't really, Sean? They all should. Um Ed's brewery is is here in Ohio, and are always creative. And there's a jolly old fat guy on every everything they produce. <laughs> and this particular brew I picked up uh, is Pimp My Sleigh because it's winter time. Indeed, and it's a it's it's a Belgian style Christmas ale, and it's rather tasty. It's actually really good. I suggest you pick it up if you can get. It. I don't know if you get that out by you. Um, no, I've never heard of the brewery, but I will definitely try it. That's, yeah, it's, um, it's about an hour and a half for me. I've been to their brew house, but, um, it's very impressive. How about you? You got any recommendations? Well, excellent. Yes. Um, I'm going to go with an old, I, I, it's not fair to call it an old standby because it is, it is the stable on which a large portion of my, my beer consumption is based. Um, but I'm going to go with the Dogfish Head 60 Minute. And uh, what's, what's, what's motivating me to pick it is that they have recently come out in cans. I saw that. And uh, I want to say it was a 12-pack. I'm not entirely sure how many cans were in the box, but it was larger than the, tw- than the six packs it traditionally comes in. And it was nice to buy such a, a, such a staple in a larger quantity. It was very convenient. And once you pour the can into a glass, I, I try not to be a snob about it. And there's nothing wrong with a can. But once you pour the can into a glass, you can't even tell whether it came from a can or a bottle. So um, it's a very, very convenient way to to get it. So 
for anyone who likes a, a rich and uh, subtly fruity flavor and not too bitter IPA, the Dogfish Head 60 Minute, I think, is the standard for a good quality IPA. And a popular brewery mm, mm. for us both. Yes, yes, they are They are certainly one of my favorites. All right. So I am Sean Wisniewski of The Corner Workshop. I'm at Sean W78 on Twitter and Instagram and untapped. And uh, Sean, Sean Wisniewski on Facebook. Go find me. And I am Diami Plotke of TheModernWoodworkersAssociation.com. I am at Diami Plotke on the Twitter. I am Diami Plotke on the Facebook. And I am Penultimate Beer on the Untapped. So get out there and plan your dream project. Absolutely. As Sean and I kind of discussed, there's nothing stopping you but time and money. Screw it. Just go ahead and make the damn thing. <laughs> 